and welcome to Queer as Fact, the podcast bringing you queer history from around the world and throughout time. I'm Alice. I'm Irene. Today we have some special content for you that we've produced in conjunction with Camp Magazine, the University of Melbourne's newest autonomous publication for queer people. For those of you who have joined us today from Camp Magazine, welcome to our podcast. Irene and I are two of the four ex-Melbourne Uni students who run this podcast, and we all love queer history. We have a bit of Melbourne Uni-based queer history to share with you today, featuring the poetry of bisexual labour activist Lesbia Harford, who studied here in the early 1900s. For our regular listeners, you might have already heard our episode on Lesbia, but we're going to do a quick recap of her life and share one of her poems, which we haven't read before. She was born Lesbia Keogh, on April 9th, 1891 in Brighton. My favourite thing about her is that her parents genuinely unironically named her Lesbia at birth. I love that this just seems to have been a popular name in the early 1900s. Like, we need to bring that back. Yeah. Yeah, let's bring that back. I'm naming my baby Lesbia now. Lesbia grew up in Armadale. Her house she grew up in is still there. You can go and see it and creepily take pictures of it if you like. Which we have done. (laughs) In 1912, she went to Melbourne University to study law, making her one of the first women to do so. While she was there, she started exploring what she called free love, but today we would usually call polyamory. She started a relationship with Ormond College philosophy tutor Kate Lush. Yes, she did date her own tutor. I'm so proud. (laughs) And wrote several love poems for Kate, including this one, featuring some relatable content about checking out her girlfriend in the library. Standing on tiptoe, head back, eyes and arm, upraised, Kate groped to reach the higher shelf. Her sleeve slid up like darkness in alarm, at gleam of dawn, impatient with herself, for lack of inches, careless of her charm. She strained to grasp a volume, then she turned, back to her chair, an unforgetful Eve, still snatching for the fruit for which she yearned. In Eden, she read idly to relieve the forehead where her day-long studies burned. (laughs) A beautiful poem. I love it. Yep. I want to just hand it to someone I'm checking out in Bailey. Just do that, just like on a little piece of paper. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as well as Kate, she had several other partners throughout her life, including prominent left-wing activist Guido Baracki and artist and activist Pat Harford, who she married in 1920. In 1916, Lesbia became one of the first women to graduate from law at Melbourne University. After she graduated, she began working in a clothing factory. Relatably, she didn't get a job that had anything to do with her studies. And got involved in the labour movement. And through that political activism, later the anti-conscription movement during World War I. She had a chronic heart defect for her whole life, leaving her lips sometimes blue. She once bribed a maid to help her sneak out of hospital to continue her activism. That's so frightening that her lips were literally blue. Yeah, every time I read that, I was like, I need to see a picture of this. Oh my god. Yeah. In spite of her illness and her activism taking up her time, Lesbia didn't let that stop her having fun. Once during the war, her brother remembers her encouraging a friend to drink champagne out of her shoe at a party. Lesbia died aged 36 in 1927 of heart failure. Kate maintained a vigil over her bed. She's buried in Kew Cemetery, so you can go and see her there too. Since her death, many of her poems and one novel have been published, including many on the topic of same-sex love. We hope you enjoyed this little story about Lesbia, and if you did, we have plenty more where that came from. You can find a full hour of content of Lesbia on our Podbean, 
And on the 1st and 15th of every month, we release an episode of about an hour on a new topic in queer history. We've talked about everything from Mary Shelley to Moomins to medieval Islamic sex manuals. We try to actively seek out stories which present a wide variety of queer experience to combat the erasure of queer people from all aspects of history and to bring you, our listeners, hope and pride in being queer. As well as these longer episodes, on the 8th of every month, we do a mini episode talking about shorter stories in queer history and confirming or debunking queer history myths. And on the 22nd of every month, we talk about the intersection of queer history and media, both about queer history depicted in modern media and about pieces of queer media from throughout history. We encourage you to check all that out. You can find us on Podbean as Queer as Fact or on iTunes as Queer as Fact or wherever you find your podcasts. We also have a Tumblr, a Facebook and a Twitter all as Queer as Fact. And if you want to send us an email with a suggestion of a piece of queer history you might like to hear about it, we are at queerasfact at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and we hope to see you in our next episode. <laughs>